Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Something Businessy podcast. It's Franny here. And before we dive into today's episode, I have a question for you. When you go to write content for your brand, do you have a clear brand voice that you know exactly how to speak from? Or are you writing in a way that sounds professional, maybe a little chat GPT-ish, or just like a lawyer or somebody boring wrote it? Sorry, lawyers, I'm not saying you're boring, but you know, the writing. We want to have a little more fun with our content. We want to insert that personality, that brand voice into every single piece of content, every email, every Instagram post, every podcast, all of the things that we do. So we made you a super fun brand persona quiz that will help get you started. And just by taking the quiz, you're going to learn something about yourself and your brand voice that maybe you didn't realize before. Then you're instantly going to get all kinds of awesome insights with a downloadable PDF guide that is custom to your results. Now, this quiz has been a huge hit for us for the past couple of years, but we just gave it a total makeover. So even if you've already taken it before, you're going to enjoy giving it another whirl. So pop on over to ampersand-studios.com slash quiz and click start. All right, let's dive back into our topic for today. It, when I deliver photos, I have to hear that the customer loves their photos or I like I can't move on. I can't move on from that customer until I have some kind of text message or I if I don't hear from them right away, which normally we do. Normally we have like raving customers that just love their their photos. Um, but if I don't, then I will I will fish. <laughs> Because I want to make sure that they got the promise that um, that I gave that I promised them. Welcome to the Something Businessy podcast. I'm Franny and I'm Nicole, and we are stoked to be your brand coaches and business besties. We started Ampersand Studios in 2009, and we've learned a few things. Over the years, we've made lots of mistakes, but celebrated a few big wins too. We build brands by helping small business owners unapologetically settle into their voice and visuals so that they can create meaningful content that attracts the type of client and work that lights them up. We designed this podcast to be your place to come every single week to get an honest and candid dose of inspiration, step-by-step actionable workshops, crazy stories, random thoughts, and our take-it-or-leave-it approach to business. So get in. We never know where this is going to go, but we promise to at least talk about something businessy. Hey there, guys. Welcome to Something Businessy. Today, uh, I am going to be your business bestie, Nicole here. I want to talk to you guys about something that is just something that I figured out after, you know, 13 plus years of running a business. And um, ultimately, it is running a customer-focused brand without selling your soul. (laughs) And let me explain that. A lot of times when you are in business, I am sure a lot of you guys are small business owners, uh, maybe in business for a long time or not so long, but every business owner has had customers probably at one time or another asking for something weird or some kind of service that is outside of the realm of what you normally do. You know, telling you things that you should add or just change about your business. So... The question we're all probably asking is, how do I find this sweet spot of taking feedback towards building a better business or whether or not we're just taking bad advice? So how do we decipher when we're getting, you know, good advice from people 
or when maybe we should just leave that advice at home. Because we always run, I mean, as business owners, we're constantly pivoting. We're constantly just figuring out what's next, where we need to be in the market. And something with that is listening to your customers. And if you listen to the right customers, that could drive you forward and position you in a, in a space that maybe your competitors aren't in. So I'm going to start with a little story about our past. Um, several years ago, Franny and I purchased an existing brick and mortar paper store named Paper Express. <laughs> so if you guys want the full story on this, you can go back and listen to episode one. But ultimately, we inherited an existing business model with the intention of molding it into something else. So this uh, presents a whole new set of challenges that, uh, I mean, you really just can't even foresee until you're in the middle of it. Um, This resulted in customers we didn't earn, asking for products we didn't align with, and therefore creating a business that we didn't want or envision for ourselves. So back when we purchased the company, we were already running a successful custom invitation company where we did, you know, custom wedding invitations, birthday invitations, graduation announcements, you know, bigger scale stuff. Um, We were running it as an appointment only kind of, you know, studio model. And we wanted to expand it into something that was a a brick and mortar. So we, we ultimately turned it into a retail, a boutique retailer that we named Paper and Pen. But this Paper Express that we bought, this existing business that, I mean, I think they were in business for 10 plus years in the same location. And we were, we bought this business because we're like, why, you know, why would we start something from scratch? This is already a paper company. Um, But Paper Express was more of like a local Dunder Mifflin. I mean, we're talking reams of paper, shipping boxes, then um, sprinkle in a moderate amount of scrapping supplies, like paper, like printed. I mean, I can't even. You guys, if you're, if you're our age, you know, when there used to be scrapbooking stores, there was like you know, racks of paper that had like printed goldfish on it and stuff. So you could (laughs) design your printed out pictures that you'd get from Walmart in some kind of orientation with like stickers and like you'd like cut the edges into like a fun scallop design. I mean, you guys got me, right? Like scrapbooking supplies. So, um, It would only make sense that we'd be dealing with customers who were upset when we didn't have the exact dimension of the box that they were looking for or the gold foil seals for their son's graduation announcements. Those were the types of products that they were used to finding there. Um, There was also never a shortage of customers saying that we should partner with USPS so they could buy stamps and just drop off their packages. You guys, seriously, like – If we let these customers be in charge of our business model, we would be like running a UPS store. Like that was not ever anything that we foresaw for ourselves or any business model that that we wanted. So if you aren't careful, you could drive your own company into a a business that you no longer recognize. And at the very least, you'll probably feel jaded, burnt out, misunderstood, um, or separate from the customer. And this creates this sort of like a us versus them, like a us and them, which can ultimately harden us as business owners. And we can easily find ourselves rejecting any feedback at all, or even kind of, you know, 
almost like mocking their requests. I, I want you guys to take back, you take yourselves back to a time that maybe when you worked for someone else, um, there was, I, I mean, I've had lots of service jobs. I worked at Macy's for a while. Let's use this Macy's example. I worked at a uh, cosmetic counter at Macy's. And, you know, we would get like customers that would come and request things that maybe we didn't have or they, we thought that they were kind of dumb requests. And, but ultimately it wasn't my company. So it's like, you know, we'd roll our eyes and, you know, once the customer was gone, of course. And, you know, you start kind of feeling a little bit jaded. Like, oh, I bet that they're going to come up and ask this thing. Like, you can almost like feel this like predictability and this kind of, you know, I don't know, just like a feeling in your soul that's not thriving, that's not projecting forward. And as business owners, the last thing that we want to feel is the the burnout of like this employee burnout. So how do we comb through all of this unsolicited advice and get back to the meat of building a customer-driven brand, the one that actually solves problems, gets results, and gains raving fans. So I've got a couple of tips here for, for you on how, how do we decipher what's good information and what's maybe not. Like, what what is what is that information, the, that feedback that we're getting from our customers that's going to help us solve problems and be better? And then what are things that maybe are holding us back um, or bad advice that we shouldn't be listening to? So the first thing is you want to create a big picture goal. Although the goal may look different over time and it's totally okay to pivot, having a vision of the future will cut a clearer path. Once you have the goal in place, you should only make choices that align with that goal. We knew that ultimately we had the goal of expanding into a boutique stationery and gifts business and having more sizes of shipping boxes or more patterns of scrapbooking supplies or fancier scissors was obviously something that didn't align with that vision. But if a customer came in and and would ask for like more options of envelope colors or perhaps the new Kate Spade day planners, that advice would align with the company vision. So you get what I'm saying? We want to cut out anything that maybe isn't isn't future focused. So, you know, right now I'm a brand photographer and constantly we get we get requests of, oh, you should do this, you should do that. I mean, less now. They think they <laughs> we built a strong enough brand that they know that we're not really looking for uh, outside advice um, in that way. Like, hey, you should take senior portraits. Like, it, we ha- we've been there and done that at this point. But every now and then it will be like, well, what what about you know, taking home interior photos. And, you know, we have to just realign and say, you know what? Um, there are people that actually do that business and that doesn't align with my business. So I'm going to reject that advice. Like, thank you. That's great advice. I actually only prefer to shoot uh, to shoot images that either have people in them or is more design focused or telling a story or used for an ad or social media. I don't really shoot interiors of homes that show off the heights of the ceilings, right? Like that's not the way that I shoot, right? So we want to take whatever the advice is that we're giving given by uh, by our clients or maybe prospective clients and figure out, does that align with my big picture goal? Okay, my second 
thing is make sure that you have the right customer in mind when innovating your business. So we're talking about your favorite customer. That means that person that you can help the most. We don't take advice from people who are not aligned with this person. So you should not be taking advice from customers that you don't align with or that you don't want more of um, or that you don't actually just trust their judgment or their opinion. And, you know, it sounds (laughs) – it might sound a little rough around the edges, but this really will help you – align your brand. You, I mean, you don't have to be rude and say, I'm not listening to your advice, but you can, you know, say, thank you so much for that advice. And then you can decide like, you know what, actually, this isn't the type of customer that I want to work with. Uh, Or maybe there is a better, you know, there is somebody that can serve this customer better than me. So maybe I should just reject this, uh, this idea or this feedback that they gave me based on whether or not we feel personally aligned with that that person as the, you know, as the person that we want to serve in the future of our business. So my third thing is we want to walk the walk. So you should have consistency of your brand in all forms. Does the carpet match the drapes? We mean your voice and your visuals. So do we have a brand that is ultimately attracting the type of customers that we want more of? Okay, so if we are trying to attract our favorite customer, how are we speaking to them? How are we showing up? What do our visuals look like? What kind of imagery are we putting out? What are we talking about? And is that aligning with the customers that that we want the feedback from? Are we attracting the customers that are going to be giving us the the that feedback to propel our business forward, to help us innovate, to help us solve more need. Okay, fourth thing, is our product or service solving a problem or fulfilling a need? Do we have measurable measurable results of uh, of that? So, you know, I'm, I'm not saying we have to be like solving, you know, world hunger or any like big, big problems, um, but, you know, Solving little problems, you know, there are things that solve little problems every single day. You know, my phone case is solving the problem of me dropping my phone all the time. I mean, it's not really like, you know, making any big pivots. It's I don't really even think about it, but it is solving a, a problem that I had. So, you know, the with the topic of my phone case, is it doing the best pop- possible job? And um and how does that relate to what you do? Are you providing a service or do you have a product? And is it solving a problem? And is it solving the problem the best that it can? Okay. So number five, is the, you know, are the requests that we are getting from customers or fans or friends and family is it easy? Is it easy to change these things? Are these things that are easy or hard to add to our business? Are they expensive or are they cheap? That's a big a big deal. Are they fast? Are they quick things that we could add to our workflow? Uh, or is it time consuming? Is it something that's going to be a really big deal? Maybe somebody that like maybe we have to bring in another person to take this on. Uh, is it fun or is it boring? That's a huge thing. If it sounds boring. Then, I mean, 
who cares how much money it brings in if it's if it's something that doesn't align, you know, doesn't light you up and make you want to grow, um, then then maybe it's not something that we want to add to our business. And will it ultimately make us more money? So, you know, even if it's something that's maybe expensive to implement, maybe it's going to be a big revenue generator down the road. So those are all questions that we should be asking with every, you know, every bit of advice that we're taking. If someone's sitting here saying like, hey, you need to expand your business to include A, B, and C, yeah, how much is that going to take? Like, how much is that going to take from you? Does it sound fun? You know, like all of these things are things to take into consideration. So. Next, we have just our general service and follow through. So these are some things to just, you know, keep in mind with the transaction process. And, you know, with the transaction process, we can get feedback through that, either through our employees or through ourselves, depending on how big your company is. Um, if you're a solopreneur, then this can be you. So um, these things we want to keep in mind so that way it prompts for that feedback that we're looking for. So the first thing is affirmation of the pur- the purchase, affirmation of the purchase. So any of us that have ever worked in, in any kind of corporate retail job, I you may have remembered, I mean, when I worked at Macy's, they would talk about you want to have that affirmation, that positive affirmation, really driving in that mindset that the customer made the correct choice of buying with you. So whether that's a service or a product or whatever it is. So along the ways, whoever your customer touch point is just saying like, oh my gosh, I just love this thing that you bought. It's really going to solve this problem. You know, if we're talking about you know, when I was working at the cosmetic counter, I would say, you know, oh my gosh, this foundation made your skin look fantastic. And that additional SPF is going to be so nice because you don't have to worry about it in your moisturizer. And that's going to solve so many problems for you because right now you're using two different moisturizers, which is expensive. And, you know, like I'm I'm constantly driving in these, these things that are like, I really made the right choice in buying from this customer, right? So we want to give that positive affirmation of the purchase. Um, then we want to gain proof of the results. So, well, you know, back to like me selling cosmetics, it's like I, you know, I was able to do a demonstration. I was able to show that this is something that could solve the problem. So how can we show proof of a result in what it is that you do? And was the transformation successful? So maybe this is something that you can assess right away, um, or maybe it's something that you need to call for feedback uh, over time. So, but you want to make sure that the transformation was successful. Whatever the problem was that they went to you for the solution or to make their lives easier, but, you know, back to my phone case, is, you know, is the phone case doing a good job at making my phone not break? Sure. Yeah, great. So is the transformation that you're offering successful? And we want you to just get feedback wherever possible. So all of those things, you can be getting feedback, you know, whether or not it's a direct customer interaction, through email, uh, whatever it is, through your employees. Um, We want to just be talking about the customer, you know, making that, almost prompting positive 
positive uh, affirmation from them. So, you know, like when I deliver photos, I have to hear that the customer loves their photos or I like I can't move on. I can't move on from that customer until I have some kind of text message or I if I don't hear from them right away, which normally we do. Normally we have like raving customers that just love their their photos. Um, But if I don't, then I will I will fish. (laughs) Because I want to make sure that they got the promise that um, that I gave that I promised them that they got their problem solved that they are ecstatic with every step point and if they weren't then I want to hear something about it or if they feel like something could have been better or if they were pleasantly surprised about something positive or negative feedback I want to know so when we are getting that feedback back, you know, whether it's a a written review or verbal or whatever it is, um, that is – I really recommend keeping that somewhere because those are very easy ways to uh, create social media posts or other content ideas, FAQs for your website, processes, anything like that. That feedback is just, like, invaluable. And sometimes the feedback isn't ideal. (laughs) Okay, that will happen in your business. You know, there are very little times in our one-to-one services that we've had negative feedback. Um, But, you know, every now and then there's a little hiccup. And when you have that happen to you, take the whole situation into account and make sure that the, the client that's giving the negative feedback aligns with the vision. And whether or not the feedback is something that you're going to take into consideration because of that. Because if we're getting feedback from a client that they didn't like something, maybe you're just not the right fit for that client, okay? Or maybe it is something that we want to take into consideration um, with our next transaction, or maybe it's a process that we want to develop going forward. So those are my, uh, my action steps of just really, you know, figuring out who we should be listening to, what kind of advice we should be taking, and, uh, you know, whether or not the advice is is a good fit, right? So, you know, after 13 years, the Ampersand Studio business model has taken many forms. But ultimately, we attract customers that align with us. That's me and Franny. We are the we are the brains, we are the voice, we are the people behind the business. We are the beating hearts. We are it's our blood, sweat, and tears that made this thing. Um, and so we are going to attract customers that are like us and customers that like us. So if you don't like if you don't like me and Franny as people, you probably won't align with the things that are in our business because we've built a brand very intentionally that way. And we know that we're not for everybody. And because of that, we're able to pivot our business model to serve our customer best, our ideal customer. Uh, And it all comes down to having an unbreakable brand with clear goals and knowing who that ideal customer is. And ultimately, having a killer product that solves people's problems. Customer feedback can be your most valuable asset and research tool. You just need to leverage it to help build a remarkable brand and a better product and make sure that it's not distracting you from your biggest goals. 
Okay, guys, that's all I've got for you today. I hope that that could help you out. If it did, I would love to hear uh, your feedback and, um, you know, maybe some of the the advice that you decided to take in your business and maybe the advice that you decided to leave behind. Uh, you guys, come find us on social media. We would love to hear your stories. If this helped you out, um, you know, take a screenshot of this episode and uh, tag us on social media and, and you know, maybe tag somebody that uh, we could also help. Thank you so much. I will catch you next time. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Something Businessy podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for links and mentions. And it would mean the world to us if you'd take a second to leave a review wherever you're listening today and share this episode with someone businessy. We'd love to hang out with you more. So please come say hi to us on Instagram at something businessy.